Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are going to look at Wednesday as we discuss the timeline of Passion Week. I am your host, John Westfall, and you are listening to According to John. And again, thank you so much for allowing me into your home, your car, on your phone, whatever it is that you listen to According to John on. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life and to hopefully encourage you and to teach you the Word of God that as we move forward, you have learned and understood more of the Scriptures and praying that God is honored through that. And let's go to the Lord in prayer and we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray your hand upon this time. Father, we pray your hand upon the word. Lord, as those who listen and learn, Father, I pray that you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are on Wednesday and we're talking about the Passion Week, the timeline of the Passion Week, what has happened each day. And we're going to look here in Matthew chapter 26, verse 1. We're going to look at three significant things that happen on Wednesday. And of course, this is the day before the Passover feast or the meal. There are some significant things that happen again that just continue to set up the plot to kill Jesus uh, ultimately by the weekend. So in 26.1, it says, Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace at the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. I want to remind you that even today, the people have a voice. You have a voice. And I'm begging the church to not be silent anymore. I'm begging the church, you as a Christian, a Christ follower, to be specific about the definition of a Christian, that you follow Christ and you're biblical. And I understand that means that you are going to have to stand or make hard decisions, possibly against family, against work, um, friends, to stand biblical. And there's so much coming down the line, and it's coming down the line to destroy the church and to destroy the Christian. But if we would all stand together, we would create a situation that they are looking at in scripture here where the Pharisees and the priests and the elders, the scribes here in verse three, where they all come together, they're plotting to kill Jesus, but they said not during the feast, not yet because there'll be an uproar among the people. Boy, I pray for the day that when people attack the church, that there's an uproar from the people. Verse six goes on and says, and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon, the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always." 
for importing this fragrant oil on my body. She did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Man, that we would do something so big for Jesus and significant that it would be a memorial to him. Verse 14, then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest. So we see in, in verse one, that it comes to pass. Um, Jesus predicts his death. We see in verse six, there's an anointing on him. And then we see in verse 14, Judas Iscariot is heading out to get the highest bid for Jesus's head. He is about to sell out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver Jesus to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he, Judas, sought opportunity to betray Jesus. Obviously, as we look at this and time goes on, Judas doesn't get to enjoy his 30 pieces of silver. But I can't help but to think the what ifs. I can't help but to think the difference that we would make if the church, the Christians would come together and stand together instead of being so divided. I can't help but to think what would happen if the Christians would actually share the gospel with the lost. I mean, we are in Passion Week, right? We are in Lent Week or whatever week it is for whatever religion that you observe that has to do with Christ. Maybe one of the things we need to give up is fear. Maybe this week, starting Wednesday, we give up fear. Fear of what people will think, fear of what people will say, and we'll be so bold as to share Christ so that people truly understand what Easter means and why we celebrate it. Maybe we would also be so bold as to quit selling Jesus so cheaply. Quit selling your belief in Christ so cheaply. Quit selling grace so cheaply. God's grace. Maybe starting Wednesday, today, as you listen to this, maybe we just realize the value of our salvation and we hold fast the word of God to a lost and dying world. Just a few thoughts. Guys, I think if we were to take all of that into consideration and stand strong, not willing 
not willing to sell the most costly gift we've ever received, and that is the grace of God, salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we weren't willing to sell it so cheap, maybe if we took a stand and got rid of our fear, and maybe if we all came together, we could win the world, or at least the multitude. Guys, I hope this has helped, and if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Until next time, God bless.